This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On a great day for talk radio, it's a Friday edition as we wrap the working week. Obviously, a lot will be uh, still digested over this budget and perhaps into the weekend and beyond. But I just wanted to get to some of the salient points here that have uh, crossed my desk. Vic Fideli is the finance minister and he's joined us as he's about to leave town, I'm told, to uh, get back to his writing. Vic, it's good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. John, always a pleasure. Uh, let me pre-apologize in case there's any uh, background noise. I'm out at the airport ready to head home. All right. Well, uh, and well deserve it. I guess you've had a busy run up to the budget yesterday. And But here's a question I'm sure you're tired of answering. Uh, why the delay on balancing until five years out? Well, it's the responsible path to balance, John. Uh, <clears throat> we need to eliminate the deficit. And we took a thoughtful, measured approach that protects the things that the people of Ontario care about the most, and that's health care, education, and those core public services. So this is a reasonable and responsible path to balance. Well, could you conceivably balance sooner? Well, we want to provide the tax relief as well. So the Premier has said right off the, da- right off the bat uh, last year, uh, no increase in those fees. The license, driver's licenses, registrations were about to go up. Then it was fishing licenses. He said, I want to freeze. We pay enough taxes. We stopped all the Liberal taxes that were scheduled to come in, hundreds of millions in January 1. We stopped those. So we're going to be providing, uh, through lowering taxes and uh, our uh, care credit, the new child care credit, we're going to be providing billions of dollars of tax relief for families over that time because families need relief now. Yep. You know, uh, it's interesting because previous finance ministers, I'm thinking of Mr. Sousa specifically, uh, he always mentioned that the, the deficit wasn't that important. It was the debt to GDP ratio. Uh, we're at about, what, 40% now? Uh, where do you foresee that one going? Well, it's going to be stabilized in and around that area. And here's something that we're doing uh, in a major change from what the Liberals did. After uh, the end of March, when there was money left over in budgets, they literally went on a spending spree in April and allowed all of the year-end money to be spent. We put a, a legal stop to that. And so now every penny that's left in the reserves, the contingency funds and unspent money from each aid, um, ministry is automatically now put into paying down the debt. So that's the debt part of the debt to GDP. That's the side we can control. So that's going to be uh, that's going to come in the new legislation, and we hope we get support from the opposition on uh, that debt reduction plan. So does that cover contingencies for any downturns, something unforeseeable in the economy? Yeah, we've taken the uh, economists' forecasts over the next few years, and they're very conservative forecasts. And even then, we've put even more prudence into them. So we've got money uh, uh, in reserves. We've got a billion dollars each of the next three in reserve, a billion three year four, a billion six in year five. That's never been done. That's very prudent um, because there are risks out there today. And so we also have... uh, 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 prudence built into our contingency funds. Again, with um, Finance Minister Vic Fideli on the budget now, uh, it seems to a lot of us that this was very populist-oriented. What are you signaling there? A lot of people would say, well, you know, this is minor league stuff, no need to. In fact, your critics there in the legislature were pointing out that your priorities are sort of backwards on this. Uh, I don't know how you'd comment, but the signaling to people that there's a a certain amount of populism, like uh, the availability of booze and bars and restaurants and even at golf courses by 9 a.m., happy hour advertising is permissible, and so on and so forth. What's the significance of that, if any? 
Well, first of all, the budget's 383 pages long. It's focusing primarily on health care and education. The critics, of course, like to jump at one, one little page here or an item there. We had 33,000 responses uh, to our consumer choice uh, 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 consultation that we did. And, uh, you know, that's basically where, we, where we've come up with those, uh, with those. We want more choice and more convenience, and so we've allowed for that. But those are very small pieces of the budget compared to the health, major uh, investments in health and, uh, uh, and uh, education. But I've heard some people cast it in a positive light, saying finally a government that's willing to treat Ontarians like adults. Yeah, we are. We're we're ready to do that. We're treating adults like adults. Uh, you know, of course, with uh, uh, safe and responsible consumption remaining a top priority, though. What about this uh, story today? The federal carbon tax transparency act uh, up fines up to ten thousand dollars if you're not posting uh, the, I guess, uh, the posters at gas pumps. Uh, I mean, what is the thinking behind that? Is I mean, it sounds pretty stringent. Ten thousand, wow. the max fine. You know, we have made it mandatory that at the pumps so that families know the true cost of the carbon tax cash grab. You know, people in Ontario deserve to know just how much this uh, carbon tax is actually costing them. So we are making it mandatory at the pumps. Yeah. On the gas tax itself, Mayor Tory's on record saying he's grossly disappointed because uh, he feels that they got short shrift here in the city of Toronto. Uh, it had been promised under the Wynn Liberals and you've discontinued that. What's the thinking? Well, the Wynn Liberals never had any intention of uh, going through with that. They certainly didn't have the money to go through with that. Our government has made a commitment to the people of Ontario that we'd build transit, and that's what we're doing. We said we'd get them moving, and that's exactly what we're doing in this budget. Largest single investment in the transit, $11.2 billion out of a $28.5 billion uh, uh, total cost. So when he says they're going to come up short $1.1 billion as far as that gas tax allotment is concerned, you're saying it's superseded now by the investment in transit in Toronto. Look, we are making a massive investment in uh, transit uh, for the people of Toronto and throughout Ontario, you know, our government has invested $364 million in gas tax uh, revenue to 107 municipalities. You know, uh, some people are also saying where you've uh, maybe... Uh, increased but less than inflation, that's actually a cut, and they cite education uh, primarily. How do you respond? Well, here's why they're wrong. Um, We are transforming government. We are reinventing government. If you didn't do anything and you, you kept going down the same path, then you know what you can expect. But we're modernizing government and we're digitizing, so let me explain what that means. And so that's where these savings come from. We Premier Ford said we're going to find four cents on every dollar. And in fact, our ministries are now finding almost eight cents on every dollar. Here's a little example of what we mean by that. So Service Ontario, uh, you can, uh, when this bill is passed, if this bill is passed, you will be able to go online and renew your driver's license, your your, uh, vehicle registration, and your health card. That's going to save that ministry, just that one issue, $33.5 million. So, of course, their budget will be reflected of that. So take that through health, take that through education, and, and that's exactly because we're modernizing and transforming. In, in education, by the way, we are spending a billion dollars more over three years, $13 billion, uh, over 10 years in uh, uh, upgrades. That's including a billion four this year alone. A billion dollars for 30,000 child care centers at schools. 
Hospitals, the same thing. $17 billion over 10 years for capital improvements, and the list goes on and on. But uh, square this one for me, or square the circle, if you will, if eight cents on every dollar is saved in yep. the ministries, uh, and Premier Ford asked for four, uh, how come we don't have a greater reduction in the deficit? Well, because we are uh, investing, we're putting $26 billion back with lower taxes for families and businesses. Our lift credit, low-income individual and family tax credit is $2 billion. The care, the new child care, this is, this is the most flexible child care program announced in Ontario. That's a $2 billion investment. Our job creation incentive for our business community is a $4 billion investment. So the premier has said families and businesses need relief now. And so we're giving them that relief. And that means we'll ba- our path to balance is uh, going to be five years. All right. So what you saved on one hand, you've increased spending on the other is what you're telling me. Well, we're increasing and uh, we're increasing uh, giving back the taxes. There are no new tax increases this year. And in fact, we're lowering taxes for families and businesses. Well, all right. The corporate tax that have been promised to be lowered by 1% during the election uh, didn't come to pass, but you see a different approach to helping businesses, as I understand. Yeah, the businesses asked for this instead. You know, uh, if you look in the states, they lowered the, they lowered the tax rate uh, by more than 10 points, and it was really hurting Ontario businesses, but they also... Uh, they also had what they call an accelerated capital cost allowance, which allowed them to write off their equipment faster. And that was really hurting our businesses here when companies had to decide whether to invest in Ontario or the states. So they said to us, look, what we really need from you is an accelerated capital cost. So we've done it in the form of a job creation incentive. So instead of waiting for a corporate tax reduction, they're getting a uh, capital cost allowance right off immediately. And that, that's this is what the business community has asked us for. Yeah, that mirrors what uh, Trump brought in in the States. Let me ask Absolutely. you, though, you know, some folks are uh, sort of projecting forward to October and saying that in some ways this budget uh, had the federal election in mind uh, to be cast the conservatives in a favorable light and maybe not do any damage to Andrew Scheer. How do you respond? Well, I can tell you that certainly never entered my mind. It's all about transforming and reinventing the government. It's all about giving relief to families right now through especially our new child care tax credit and business incentives. Uh, this budget, it marks a new beginning for the province. It's the way the pre- it's exactly what the premier uh, campaigned on uh, in, in uh, May and June of last year. Um, this is uh, precisely this is. Every single one of our province uh, promises in that campaign is reflected in this path to balance. Well, you know, I've got to hold you there because I'm hearing a lot of blowback on that particular promise of slaying the deficit dragon. He did campaign on that. uh, And I guess people anticipated a timeline sooner than five years, though. Well, we have done something the Liberals never did before. We have actually listed the entire path to balance line by line over the course of the year so everybody can see the how it's being reduced. All right. Well, I'll let you go on that note. I know you've said a lot about it in the last uh, 24 hours or so. Appreciate your time. Uh, safe travels to the Bay and uh, look forward to talking down the road. Anytime, John. Thank you kindly. You got it. Vic Fideli, Finance Minister here in Ontario. Well, you know, I mean, uh, some of the populist stuff is really interesting to me because, again, that idea of treating Ontarians like adults is kind of refreshing. It may seem like it's small beer, but uh, therein lies the whole issue. Uh, you'll get your beer at 9 a.m.
And whereas before, I mean, there were some, some of the old timers can tell you there were neighborhoods in Toronto, Swansea, given one of them. uh, And I know Mary, you're from that part of town. This was a dry area up until I believe the seventies or even the early eighties. Couldn't get a drink in Swansea. And so uh, now, you know, we finally come around to uh, 9 a.m. You'll be able to get and, you know, picnics and things like that. Certain parks uh, will allow for containers and uh, just seems to make sense to me. I don't think anybody's going to abuse it just as all the fear mongering over legalized marijuana that people would be smoking wildly in the streets. There'd be bacchanalia breaking out in every neighbor. It's, you know, done pretty responsibly. I haven't seen any indication personally of anybody uh, being profligate in that regard. Now, what's interesting is Councillor Michael Cole, uh, on this matter of gun violence, wants to see the licenses revoked of any establishment where there's violence that's been involved or guns found on the premises. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.